Hey, hi, how you all doing? This is Unapologetically Raji and my name is Raji Osan. Today I have a lovely guest with me. She is another anonymous speaker. She is going to speak about her situations, what she's been through and what she did, how it made her feel, how she overcame it. Um, we're going to get right into it, start talking about it and um, if you guys have any advice or you want to reach out to her, just send me an email. I will have my email somewhere here for you to read, otherwise it's rajiosan at hotmail.com. You, you can either do that or reach out to me on Instagram, again rajiosan. So I am going to stop talking now, let's introduce her and let's get into it. So guys, I have the lady here with me now. I just want to say that she, um, there is a little bit of background noise, but I've done all the testings and I feel like we'll be able to hear her clearly. Um, so do just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, so hi, how are you doing? Welcome. Hi, Roger, you're all right. I'm fine. Thank you for joining me on here and thank you for uh, wanting to come and share your journey or your story or some of the situations so I'm gonna let you just you know start it kick off you know yeah that's fine well first of all can I say thank you to you for creating such a platform for women like us women that feel like you're so stuck by yourself in such a lonely dark place that you feel like you haven't got a voice because that's how I felt and when I felt when I seen that you do talks about you know um problems and situations like that it was it was strange it was almost like a light at the end of that certain tunnel that you sort of put that you know you put that sort of part of your life to bed but when i seen that you do talks i thought oh my god there's someone there to listen yeah and it felt nice um but like i said most of it i feel like i have put to bed but then again most of it still lingers with me five years on um it's such a dark and like i said lonely place that you're in you almost feel like it's just you and the world is like spinning around you so fast you just can't breathe that's how yeah, it felt to yeah. me um it was um, an emotional roller coaster um like once you're on it you just couldn't get off it um i'll tell you a few things that i went through um to begin with i seen all the signs straight away but it was almost like you're in a black hole there was just no way out yeah um, like my mother-in-law she um the first week of being married she says to me she sat me down um and she's told me that you've never had your mother's love you don't know what it feels like to be loved by a mum oh my god and this was in the first week first week yeah oh and that that those words stay with me forever like i can't remember what i've had for dinner yesterday but that i can remember clara's day yeah um so yeah when she said that to me it sort of got me thinking because she made me believe that I haven't ever had a mother's love and everything that I've, you know, that I've been through with my mom for the last like 21 years then at that time. Yeah. Like, I love my mom to pieces, I still do. Yeah. But it sort of just erased it all and then it was just like a blank page that she was creating to say, you've never had your mother's love, but look here, I'm going to be your mother, I'm going to give you love. But it wasn't love. It was, oh it was poison. That's what it was. But... And yeah, sorry, but like, what made her actually say that? What made what made her sit you down, or, or do you not know what made her say that to you? Like, what made her well, think I, like, okay, I, this is me. I'm your mum now. Like, you've never had mother's love. I don't think anything made her say it in particular. I think it was that was her starting off the mental abuse to say that what I 
tell you what I tell you to do and what I do for you and what I say to you is gonna be out of love. Yeah. What your mum did for you wasn't out of love. So listen to me, that was her way of getting me under her wing. Oh my god. And it worked because mentally I just thought, Yeah, I've never had a mum's love and like my mum's from India so um she's quite like, you know, old school but like my mum's never hit me, shouted at me, his mum's let me do everything. But that that all just went out of the window. I thought, yeah, I don't know what it feels like to be loved by a mum. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's at that point. That's when she took me under her wing, yeah. and from then, it was you know no contact with my mum, my dad, none of my family. I was totally oh my cut God. off. But so when when you were cut off, like when you cut them off, like did your husband not think? hold on, why am I not seeing my in-laws or why are you not talking to your mum or, you know, why has she changed or did he not notice? He didn't notice. I didn't let him notice. Um, when he'd be at work, so much would go on. Um, even, like, major things like getting hit with a hoover by my sister-in-law, things like that, and I'd literally cry. My tears would be running down my face. My makeup would be all ruined, but half an hour before he came home, I'd go upstairs, doll myself up, spray myself with perfume, you know, freshen myself up yeah. to say, I'm, I'm the fresh wife that you just got married to. But in my head, my mind was just playing oh, so many games to say, God. say it, say it, say it. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say it. I couldn't physically get those words out of my mouth because I thought, I'm going to be the home wrecker. I'm going to be the one that ruins relationships between brothers and sisters. Oh, and my God, yeah. Mother and son. I didn't want to be that. Oh, my God. And you know what? It's really hard because... The thing is, like, when you get married to your husband, like, he's the love of your life, right? And you'll think, you know what? I'm going to get married to him. I want everyone to get on with each other. I want it to be a happy family. And then a part of you is like, you're dealing with this shit, but then a part of you is like, I want to tell him as well. And then, like you said, you don't want to be that homewrecker. And it's so hard. But then when I look back at it, like, you was young. Like, I was young. Now I'm 33, and I think if I was to go through anything again, I wouldn't keep it to myself. I'd say to my husband, Listen, this is what's going on, and stand up for me. Yeah, you know, like how, like looking at it now, would you still stay quiet, or would you what would you do anything different? The one thing that I would have done different, and the one thing that I advise any other girl that is going through like mental abuse or can see the signs early on stand your ground you're human you're someone's daughter you're someone's sister why should you get trapped like that it's not right it's not it's not humane for somebody to push you around and bully you like we speak up against our brothers and sisters you know when we're living under our mother and father's roof if you know your sister's taking your top or your brother's teasing you what do you do you fight back and say you know you argue so why is it that you go into your in-laws and when it's the sister-in-law and brother-in-law you know they're only they're only sisters and brothers by yeah. by law. such a valid point and you know I, I'm gonna mentally note this down so I can do an Instagram video about this because I don't know about you but my mum always used to say to me when you get married and my dad used to say when you get married you treat your in-laws with respect yeah treat them right. with respect right and I don't know how I interpreted that because at first I could not speak up and like yeah. you said if it's your brother, your sister, your mum, your dad, your cousin, you'll speak, won't you? But when it's your in-laws, it's like you don't say anything. It's like, I'm afraid. But then 
I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and I was saying to her that it could also be the reason why we don't speak up at first is because um, we don't want to upset our husband. It's the husband's family and the husband has to deal with it. You know, but then my mate was saying, well, the husband needs to stand up for his wife. Why did he, you know, get married to her? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, I did I did think about my husband and I thought, you know, I don't want to upset him. I don't want to ruin the atmosphere in the house. But the one thing that kept me quiet for all the wrong reasons was I don't want anybody to say so-and-so's daughter has got a bad mouth. Because, like, the family that I came from, like, my mum and dad are so very chilled out. And, you know, the only one thing that they said to me is, you know, we don't want it to come back to us that so-and-so's daughter said this, so-and-so's granddaughter did this. And, you know, it was it was a big pressure. It is pressure. I heard that as well. And it's massive yeah. pressure. Because that's another reason then, isn't it, why you keep your mouth shut? Yeah, and that's all I kept wanting. I kept, like, my mother-in-law would drill into my head that, oh, um, you know, if you do something wrong, it's not going to be so-and-so's daughter-in-law, it's going to be so-and-so's daughter, so-and-so's yeah. granddaughter. And I thought, that is the one thing I don't want anybody saying. So for that reason, I let her bully me, I let her pick on me, I let her call me names, I let her do everything. For four whole years, I let her do everything until enough was enough. Mommy. Um, I even went through the point of wanting to abort one of my children because um, I found out that she was another girl. That was the hardest thing, you know, sitting in a room full of doctors, telling them, trying to find excuses as to why I didn't want to carry on with the pregnancy, only because, not because of me, it was breaking my heart to say it, but for the sake of others, but... It's totally wrong. Like I said, to anybody that's listening to this, stand your ground. You're human. You know, it's your children. It's, they come from you. Yeah. Don't let anybody say anything different or make you feel anything different. Oh, no. You just take a breather. You know what, guys? It is emotional. The reason why I'm doing this and having ladies on here is because you can see, like, you can hear she's gotten emotional and it's things that we keep inside of us. My whole purpose for doing this is to have ladies on so they can speak about it and hopefully, hopefully release it from them. I mean, it's not just one talk that I'll do it, you know. It can take several talks, you know. It's like I always say, write letters. Um, and it's not just the one letter. It can take several letters, you know, to release it. But it is deep stuff, and it's clearly hurt you. It's clearly there inside of you. And then for in-laws to think, or mother-in-law to think, or whoever to think that it's fine to do this, you it's know, not. It's not. It scars you from the inside. Yeah. That's what it does. You can get on with your day, you know. Time doesn't work. You'll carry on doing the normal, boring stuff every day. But when that thought just, you know, that thought just comes into your head and pops it, you suddenly into a, in another dimension where you think, I went through something really traumatic. Yeah. It wasn't physical, but mentally it's left scars on the inside. Yeah, it does. And the thing is, a lot of people say, well, it was only words. That was it. It was only words. They didn't hit you. They didn't hit you. They didn't yeah. tell you to do things as in like, you know, I don't know, like somebody once said to me, well, they didn't tell you to cook and clean, you know, but it's not that. If someone can verbally say things to you, it gets in your head. It hurts. It kills you, you know, because you think, hold on, my own family didn't treat me like that. So how can no. you treat me like that? 
exactly and do you know what I'm, I've never experienced sadness and that's what I experienced in the early years of my marriage I experienced sadness like I said I was in a very very dark place it caused riffraffs between me and my partner um, I wasn't able to express it I wasn't able to vent it um, and like now if the, you know if I get angry at little things and stuff I literally have to hold myself back because it's not me getting angry at, like you know the kids have made a mess my anger my rage is still inside yeah I'm not saying I'll lash out or anything but what I'm trying to say is that like that rage it's, it's like a trigger almost if I'm getting angry it's like yeah. a whole big you know rage ball coming up saying I need to get angry I need to get um get that vent that anger out of me yeah yeah Oh my god, and it's all accumulated from that really, isn't it? Like, it just sets you off then. I mean, um, it, it's just really sad because I just think to myself, like, so I've got a little one, and I just think when she gets married, you know, you know, I, I've even said to my husband, like, when she gets married, her husband is going to live with us, you know, like, I don't want her to live with her in-laws and it's really bad for me to think that because you know I'm even thinking by the time she gets married she's only six months she's going to be seven months you know but by the time she gets married I doubt it very much I mean I have high hopes that the cycle will stop well this, this is it Raji the cycle needs to break yeah. and I think you starting this off and hopefully this will encourage other people to talk you know the word word will get around um, through the society yeah. through the Asian culture and the cycle needs to break all this needs to be scrapped in-laws getting portrayed as bad people it shouldn't happen but then i've heard people in your story say oh well you should speak a good side about in-laws but 90 percent of in-laws you know portray themselves as in-laws yeah, yeah as the evil side well you know if there was a good side to them and the cycle broke somewhere and they're shown that you know we could take on somebody's daughter we could take on somebody's son then yes, so be it, we'll feel confident to give our daughters away to other people. But if it's going to continue like this, we're going to want to keep our daughters close to us. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's why I'm saying it. If the cycle doesn't stop, I hope it does. I mean, that's my whole purpose of doing this for, for Instagram. So, because when I had Monique, I thought, okay, you know what? I need to be able to speak up. You know, I want to show her that mummy's not afraid. Mummy's not scared, you know. But also, I want things to change because they, like, look, you other people you know my sister-in-law my sister whoever if we all have children right and when they get older when they get married and this cycle keeps on happening how are you gonna feel you're gonna feel shit knowing that your child is having to go to somebody else's house and deal with the shit so yeah. i hope that it stops otherwise i've told my husband already i thought i've i've made him pinky promise i was like we're gonna record this that yeah. she is staying with us the son, he can stay with us. Otherwise, if they're not staying with us, they're getting their own place. Her and her husband. The son and the and his wife. Because I don't want either of them to go through anything like what you've been through, what other women have been through, and what I went through at the beginning. You know, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, definitely. But hopefully, you know, people sharing stories, sharing experiences it, it will hopefully um make other people understand and make people think but like i said for all your listeners out there one thing i would advise if you are you know secretly even listening to this thinking oh god yeah do you know what i'm going through that i'm relating to this speak up yeah speak up because it seems like you're in such a cloudy cloudy room once you've spoken up and the glass breaks you can finally see something clear you can finally see 
this is not the way to live. Yeah. Like there was one point where um, my family didn't even know I was pregnant with my children, and um, they found out. I think it was just um, like when I was eight, seven, seven, eight months. Sorry, and then when I had the baby, they still didn't even know that I had the baby. Nobody bothered to inform them. I didn't have a mobile phone or nothing. And my sister, she rang four hospitals in the area that I live in just to track me down. Oh my god. And I remember I was sleeping in the in the hospital and the midwife comes up to me and she goes, Um, is so and so your sister? And I was like, Yeah and just to hear her name, I was like, Yeah and I perked up and she was like, She's on the reception phone for you and it didn't even feel like I just had babies or stitches. I bounced out of bed and oh I ran god. and I spoke to my sister and I was like, Oh my god And she's like, Do you know how many hospitals I've just run? Saying that so and so in there, so and so in there because she yeah. had no way of contacting me. Oh, my God. And you didn't have a phone? I didn't have a phone, no. Um, I didn't have a phone because that was, like, the first year of my pregnant, um, marriage, sorry. Okay. Um, I eventually got a phone, but when I got, when I did get a phone, my husband said, yeah, to his mum, that, yeah, she's going to have a phone. Do you know, it's 21st century. I'm not going to hold her from that. So yeah. he was he was good to me. He still is. Um, but, like, when I'd leave my phone, I wasn't allowed to have a pin that nobody else knew. I, so I would text my sister at ridiculous times, like one o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, just to say I'm okay. Let mum and dad know. Oh Delete the message, God. and that's it. So my sister would know not to reply back, but she'd pass on the message to my mum and dad that I've heard from her. She's yeah. fine. And one day I sent um, my dad a video, and it was um, it was just an old song that me and my dad used to listen to, and I sent it. But I forgot to delete it, yeah. and. Um, so I forgot to delete it within hours of me being awake. So the message was sent like 11 o'clock at night, being awake, doing a few house chores. It came back to me, why have you sent your dad a video? I said, because I miss my dad. And I got told, well, if you missed your dad, you shouldn't have got married and stayed with your dad. What? It's unreal. It's unreal, Raji, the things that they said to me and the way they made me feel. And they've got, um, uh, there's daughters, you, you said there was a daughter who, so your husband has he got sisters as well? Yeah, he's got a few sisters. And are, uh, are any of them married? Yeah, one of them is married, um, and do you know what, it's so sad because she's now going through things, not with her in-laws, Yeah. things in regards to um, fertility, and... Um. Do you know what it breaks my heart because I feel for her and I feel for any girl because like I said this still somebody's daughter at the end of the day yeah but I feel like it's karma I really really honestly feel and believe it's karma don't yeah. treat somebody else's daughter bad because it comes back to you just don't do it yeah I mean karma is there I fully believe in karma you know always watch what you do and what you say and how you treat people in it definitely because do you know what it's not worth it you're gonna treat somebody's daughter bad one day but at the end of the day, your daughter's got to go to somebody's house. Your daughter's got to get married. So just yeah. don't do it. Yeah. But on a positive note, like I discussed with you before, what I do want to say is to the, the ladies out there, there is hope. Don't feel like you are in a dark place there and then when you're going through crap situations, um, like what I've just talked about. But don't feel like there isn't hope. There is. There's a world out there. There's freedom out there. There's things with your name out on there, you know, you can work towards. Don't let them sort of people drag you down and make you feel like you're a prisoner and yeah. feel like there's nothing more than their front door. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I love that message because a lot of people do feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And there is, you can get out of it. I know when you're in that position there and then you feel like, oh my God, I can't see anything. And is this going to be my life? You know, is this it? But I want to ask you like, you know, um, I mean, it's up to you if you want to answer as well. Like, so when you was going through all this, at what point did your husband start seeing or noticing that there was a change? Because surely the person who he met at the beginning, like when you guys got married, who he knew, he yeah. must have noticed or felt a change that, okay, my wife who I got married to, like, the, I can sense that she's feeling a bit different or she's down or she's sad. Did it come yeah. to that? Like, did he feel that? Or? Um, the point that he felt that was four years uh, into marriage, four years, um, and that was at the point of me speaking up and you're in control. As a person, you're in control as to when that stops. You're on that roller coaster, but it's up to you when you choose to get off. Um, I'll, 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 re, you know, I'll um, cut down the story short. Um, basically, me being treated that way drove my husband away. Me and my husband were literally like best friends when we got married. When we got married, we were like two separate people. Yeah. We'd sleep in the same bed, but back to back, but we'd have different lives. He had his own life, and as awful as it sounds, Raji, I accepted him cheating on me because I blamed me. Because I, I drove him away. When he'd come home, I wasn't there for him. All yeah. I was there for was to make sure he had um, clean clothes in the cupboard, make sure the food was made, and um, just there as a pretty wife. That's all I was there. So when we would go to parties and functions, I was there on his hand. I was there for the community and the yeah. society to see, yeah, he's married, he's got a wife. Look at her, she's all dolled up. She's got, you know, the top um, outfits on and jewellery and blah, blah, blah. And he was, that was enough for him because I didn't tell him what was going on. Yeah. Um, to the point where I got called a really bad swear word from my sister-in-law, that was the point where, because I, I love my dad to pieces and my dad is my everything. And when she said the B word, yeah. I thought, I'm not that. And how dare you call me that? And that's when I put a stop to it. And I said to him, I said, this is it. I said, I'm not tolerating this anymore. I said, I've got so much anger. And I remember I had my newborn baby. And as awful as it sounds, Raji, I was in the push, I was pushing him in the push pram, trying to put him to sleep. But I was pushing the push pram so, so fast, so fast. The baby just literally went quiet from crying so much. Yeah. And that's when it sort of snapped to me that, what am I doing to my kids? Yeah. What sort of anger am I taking out on my kids? Yeah. And I thought, this is not normal. This is not right. No. And, uh, and, you know, I went through a really rubbish stage. I would hit my children just to put them to sleep so I could be downstairs to clean the kitchen. That's not normal. No, it's not. That's not, that's not normal. And if anybody's going through stuff like that, where they feel like their children are pushed to the side because the in-laws are taking over, you know, you need to, you need to realise... Yeah, you definitely need to speak up. I mean, I'm getting quite emotional listening to that because I, I've got a little girl, you know, and I just think, like, if anything, like, one thing, I'm really, really protective. And I just think if my in-laws were to treat me that way, oh, my God, sorry, one minute. <laughs> I didn't think that I would get... um. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> But I just think if my in-laws were to treat me like that, you know, oh my God, like, I'd actually want to run away with my girl, you know, like, that's what I would want to do. And I feel it for you, you know, but 
you're, you're in a, a place now, like, you and your husband. How are yeah. you now, like? Um, so, okay, like I said to you, um, towards the end of me breaking free um, from that mental abuse, I found out that he was cheating on me, but I accepted it because I thought, I've done it myself. When he used to say to me, on my days off, you don't have a lie-in with me because the washing needed doing, the washing pile was sky high, my mother-in-law's clothes needed ironing, and to me, I said to him, Oh no, but I need to go do this. Oh no, I need to go do that. I can't sit with you. I can't um, have a chat with you. I wasn't there for him. Yeah. So what sort of wife and what sort of person am, am I that accepts a partner cheating on you because it, it wasn't your fault? It wasn't, no, sorry, it was my fault. Yeah. But I, I couldn't do anything. So if I gave him the attention that he needed, yeah. he wouldn't have done it. So I don't yeah. blame him. I don't yeah. blame him for doing something bad. But, um, yeah, at that point, I broke free. I said to him, do you know what? It's either me or nothing because I can't take this anymore. Yeah. And luckily, he sided with me. He realised, which goes to show, I think deep down, he knew. Yeah. He knew everything that I'd gone through. He knew what I was going through. And, yeah, we, you know, we've stood on that on two feet. Um, we're, we're stronger than ever. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And I think that's really important is... You're not, do you know people say, oh, when you marry somebody, you marry the family. I'm sorry, but you don't. Because yeah. everybody, just think on an evening, if you're going to think like that on an evening, everybody goes into their own rooms, everybody goes to their own houses with their own partners, and you're going to be left alone. Yeah, yeah. If that's what you're thinking. Yeah. But, I mean, it's funny you actually say that, and that's a video that I've recorded on my phone before we started this. Um, so I, I asked people on um, TikTok, you know, do you marry your husband or do you marry the family, you know? And everyone, like a handful, said fam uh, husband. But everyone else said family, you know. The family comes first, not the husband. You know, and I'm like, what? You know, when I got married and we did our lava, like, I literally said, you know, it's me and him. That is it, you know. And that's what he thinks. It's me and her, so me and him together. And the family come after, and my family come after, we come first. But to begin with, like, when you get married, it is a bit hard to say. I think it's a bit hard for the guys, really, not so much the women, you know. But I think it's hard for the guys to understand that it is husband and wife. Yeah. You two come first. Because, you obviously, like, they don't expect their mum to say such things. They don't expect their dad or the sister, brother to say such things. And then when it comes out, like, they're saying that, a lot of them can't believe it. A lot of them are like, no, my mum would never do that. You know, yeah. I've never seen her treat anyone bad. She's been an angel. But you've never had somebody come into your house and live with them who's not your relatives. Well, exactly, Reggie. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of people can say, oh, yeah, I'll treat your daughter like my daughter and blah, blah, blah. But that daughter hasn't come from you. So yeah. she's, no, she's no one to you at the end of the day. Yeah. So you saying something hurtful to her is going to be minor. You won't say it to your daughter, though. You think twice because you, you're considering her feelings and you think, no, that'd upset my daughter if I said that. But to somebody else's daughter, she's not your daughter. So yeah, it's not going to bother you. Uh, the funny thing is, I, w I want to try and get my husband on here because the other day my mum had come over and we were talking about all this stuff and my husband out of nowhere just goes, Mum, no one, a daughter is a daughter. No one can accept another woman, another person's daughter as a daughter. They are daughter-in-laws 
and if they've got a daughter that is their daughter a daughter-in-law will never be a daughter and i looked at him and i was like what i like this this is mine and my mum's conversation but even he just believes that he's like it's not possible you know a daughter-in-law is a daughter-in-law that's it it's not no and you know um one time um somebody said to me um we was having a conversation and i said oh would you let your kids um friends stay over you know as a sleepover and stuff it was just a topic we we're speaking about and it does relate to the in-law situation and basically what he's turned around and said i wouldn't let my daughter's friends stay around because if there was a fire i wouldn't be able to save that child first it'd have to be my own so doesn't isn't that the same um, theory that applies here yeah you're always going to put you first. You're always going to put your own put first. Your own first and yeah. think about somebody else second because that is, that's yours. Yeah, yeah. And it's so sad. That's why I really, really believe that as a couple, you should get your own place. You know, don't live with your in-laws. You know, get your own place. But the thing is, a lot of people who do get married young, like I got married when I just turned 25, now, if I had known that this is possible, I would have saved yeah. up all my coins, right? And I would have had a deposit to get my own place, you know, with my husband. But yeah, I didn't definitely. know that. I didn't know because you go in thinking everything's going to be fine. Yeah, of course. And you have that faith. You think and you hope that somebody is going to treat me right. But one thing I would say, obviously, if you're not in a position to move out or, um, you know, in the back of your mind, you know you're saving, but you're not just there yet. If you are getting um, treated this way, I'd stand my ground. That's the one thing that yes, will get definitely. you through it until you can move out and stand your ground. And, you know, be the nice person, but show them that you're not a pushover. Show them that you're not a doormat. Show them yeah. that you're somebody's daughter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think they forget, I think that's what one thing that they forget is that, because like, okay, it's hard enough for our mothers and fathers to give us away to somebody else, but you know, the one wish that they have is that our daughter, our son, gets treated well by other people, yeah. but if you're not, then that's when you have to put a stop to it and say, no, my mum and dad have given me away in very good faith, and you're treating me like this, yeah. it's not happening. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But on the on the I totally agree with that what you're saying, but on the opposite side, um, if you look at guys now so the husbands is like bloody kings, don't they? <laughs> I've hardly heard of situations where the in laws don't get on with the son in law. A lot of them get treated like royalty when they go to the wife's house. But do you know why that is, Raji? Because as mothers, mothers are maternal. So when we have, as a mother, I believe, so for example, my mum, she's now got the duty of looking after two son-in-laws. But I feel like it comes natural as a mother and you feel like you're a bit scared to say, you know, I better not treat somebody else's son wrong. That is a maternal feeling because it's somebody else's property. But when the tables are the other way around and you take somebody's daughter, a daughter's less, a less, um less important sorry than a son i think yeah yeah well i think it goes to that thing and it as well like it is a generation thing where they think the women are just there to cook clean and serve the family whereas the men would go to work they'd be the breadwinner wouldn't they like they'd earn the money they'd come home they'd look after the bills they've done a hard day work and the woman needs to be treated like shit 
to look after their husband. But I think yeah. that's more like way back in the days, you know, when that used to happen. We're in a different century now. And I'm surprised, honestly, like, so when I started the videos, I just did it out of like, let's just see, right? I didn't, I, I didn't expect the sort of response that I've got. But I'm surprised at how many people are actually going through this. Yeah. And to consider the year, consider like how we are living right now, for it yeah. to carry on happening. I mean, I hope that it, it it ends. I hope that the cycle ends, you know, and I hope that women start to get treated with um, more respect. Um, but going back to like how you said, like stand your ground. I feel like a lot of people think that when you stand your ground, you have to shout or you have to fight. That's not the case, is it? Like, you can be firm. There doesn't yeah. have to be an argument, you know, but just be firm in saying, like, don't say that to me or don't call me that name or, you know, or I didn't like you saying that to me. But then the other thing is, even if you stand your ground, a lot of people take it the wrong way. Yeah, well, exactly. So it's um, classed as back chat, isn't it? And um, classed as like you're rude and look at you, you know, shout in your mouth. But no, how I would say it, and if I was in that position, um, how I would act differently is that it, I would turn around and say, How would you like it if your daughter got told this? You know, your daughter's yeah. now married or going to get married. How would, how would you like it? As a mother, you're trusting another family to treat your daughter right you've not heard from her or you don't know what's going on day to day but at the back of your mind you just hope and you wish and you are thinking about your daughter that I hope she's all right but how would you like it if you knew she was being treated like that yeah yeah you wouldn't I mean did your parents eventually find out what was going on with you then or not have you not told them yeah so um like I said at the point of breaking free and moving out that's when I started speaking to my family um, after so many years and I was able to tell them they were shocked honest about they were shocked and the one thing that my dad said to me if I knew you was going through that I would not have let you stay there another second and my dad, my dad was really angry at the fact that I didn't speak up and he said to me he said why did you speak up I've taught you better than that and I said no dad I said you taught me that respect is everything and your name and family name and grandfather's name is everything. Therefore, I did not want to be the one person to tarnish that. Yeah. And then looking at it from that side, he said to me, he said, thank you for that because, you know, you did me proud. You didn't let anybody say nothing to me. You didn't let anybody say um, nothing about our family name and stuff. But how brave are you to even go through all that? And do you know what? It's made me stronger, but I am to blame. I am 100% to blame. Any girl that's going through this or feels like their in-laws are taking over and treating them bad, I'm sorry, but you're the one to blame. Only yeah. because you're on that roller coaster, so get yourself off it. Yeah. Get yeah. yourself off it. Don't don't be anybody's doormat. Don't be anybody's, you know, target. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, wow. Okay, so guys, I feel like this has been such a deep conversation. Um. I didn't realise that it would get, you know, quite deep, but I'm so happy that you've been able to come and talk and confidently talk because you can see, like, even though you're talking, I feel like as if there is a strong person, like, you are a strong woman, you know, and I feel what I feel from you now, like, 
is that you won't let anybody come along and hurt your little family, you know? No way. Because I, I have to raise I have to raise children and the last thing I am gonna, you know, let my children be is somebody's target or somebody's doormat. No way. I'm gonna teach them better than that. Not not to, you know, be um rude about it or not to, you know, um say, yeah, nobody can say anything to me. But just to show them that I am somebody's daughter, because that's what it, that's what it all boils down to. I am somebody's daughter. I am somebody's property. If you don't like what you're saying, then see you later. I don't have to be here for you to pick on me. Yeah, yeah. And can I ask what your relationship is like now then with your in-laws? Um. So now it is. You stand there and I stand there, but I will still be the nice person. Yeah. Um, I am still nice to my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, all the people that have been wrong with me. I am still nice to them and civil with them because that says a lot about me, not yeah. them. They have tried to bring me down. They have tried to get that rage and that anger and tried to make me to be the bad person and say, oh, yeah, look what you're doing and provoke a reaction from me, basically. But no, I'm not giving that. Yeah. So I stand, I stand tall where I am and I always... Remember that I'm somebody's mother. Yeah. I'm somebody's wife. I'm now almost um, nearly thirty. I'm yeah. not a child, so I'm sorry, but you do not talk to me like that. Yeah, yeah. Now that's really good. Really good. It's um good to know that you are um where you are now. You know. Um. But yeah, no. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with me. Um. And with the listeners. Um, you guys who are listening in, if you do um, have a message um, or you want to reach out, you can email me directly and I can pass the message on. I know a few of you have emailed me before in regards to um, another talk that I did with um, another lady. So if you want to reach out to, to this lady who I'm speaking to, then you can email me and let me know. But listen, I'm going to end it here. We can yeah. talk and talk and talk, but <laughs> um, thank you so much again for being on here and sharing, you know, and openly speaking. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, if there's any last few yet, a uh, few words that you want to say, then. Bye. Um, well, thank you so much for listening, and I just want to say you probably listening to a lot of stories a lot of situations and yeah it does seem to be a, um, quite a negative but I hope you don't feel pressurised and feel like wow so many people are offloading their um, hate and anger and stuff to me because just remember you you Raji are giving the voice of hundreds maybe thousands of ladies that feel like that they're having to live with this in their head in their mind in their heart but no you're letting them express it so yeah sorry that you're having to listen to all this but <laughs> just think on a positive note yeah. you are honestly doing such a big thing for so many women do you know what i mean feel proud feel amazed that you know somehow god maybe instagram maybe i don't know who but has put you on this path to help others that's what you're doing it's helping others yeah. so thank you for that no, thank you for your kind words. No, I, I don't let anyone's... I mean, I get tons of messages. I see them, I read them, but one thing I've learned is I don't let it get into here. I mean, I know I can get emotional when I read things, um, but I guess it just shows that I I care, I feel, I've got emotions, I feel for everyone who goes through whatever they go through. But I don't let it get to me, because if I let it get to me, then bloody hell, it's going to affect my own family and it you know, um, and I don't want that, but 
Um, yeah, no, thank you for your kind words. And um, you take care of yourself. Thank and you. What did we talk about? We spoke that before we started this, right? I said to this lady, <laughs> I don't want anyone to message me because my phone is, my laptop's going to go ping. And what's just happened? It's just happened. But, um, hey, Annabelle, that's, that means Roger. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you take care of yourself then. And thank you for joining. All right, brilliant. Take care. Thank you so much. Again, thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wow, guys. So that was quite deep. It was quite emotional. I didn't think that I would actually cry and get emotional about it. But you know what? I guess, does that make me an empath? Do I I have feelings? Of course I do. You know, I, I can feel everyone's feelings I really can but if you guys want to be on here and you want to talk on here as well then all you've got to do is email me okay email me directly or if you follow me on Instagram we can arrange a date a day a time and you can also be in here and talk about your situation it's a way for you to release and to let go and remember when you release and let go of the negative it basically helps your soul to move on. When your soul is able to move on, you'll start living a happier life. And also when you release the bad, you actually allow good to enter into you, okay? You allow positive things to enter into your life. A lot of people like to hold on to the past and that's what we don't want to do. We want to let go of the past in order for the good to enter the life well enter your life um but guys thank you so much for listening um i will be back with another talk and you guys have a lovely week this is unapologetically raji and i am raji osan have a lovely week and i well you guys shall hear from me soon